I've always been obsessed with the obsessed. When I was young, this obsession was with sports. There was something different about how Michael Jordan played basketball or how Tom Brady played football than everybody else. Most players played the game because they were good at it, because they got paid a lot of money, or because it gave them a lot of status, but the best players were the ones who loved it. But even different than them, Michael Jordan and Tom Brady were different. The game was more than a game to them. It was their calling. It was their life. Now, as I've transitioned out of sports into online business and the creator economy, I've gravitated towards thinkers with the same level of obsession as opposed to athletes. So, for example, Jordan Peterson isn't just a psychologist or a therapist or a professor. He's after something bigger. His life is his work. You can see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his voice. And you can feel it in his work that he's in touch with a higher calling. Tony Robbins isn't just a life coach or an author. When you hear him speak, you can sense he's on a different level of mission and living in alignment with a deeper purpose. Another example, Hamza. He's not just a YouTuber. You can feel it in his message that he's after a higher purpose. He's after the purpose of leading millions of men on this self-improvement journey. These men in particular, and there's many more men and women, are different than the average person in society, let's say. They don't just clock in, do their work, and clock out. Their work is their life. They have missions that light their souls on fire. They have a sense of purpose that's greater than themselves. I envied this drive in these people. I wanted to feel the same way. I couldn't live with the idea of just working a normal job, punching the clock, making money and coasting through life and living for the weekend. I wanted to be, and I still want to be, like these guys who are living with this deep sense of purpose and mission. I want a strong sense of mission that fills my entire being with purpose and energy. Over the past two years, I've been on a journey to find it. Through thousands of hours of reading and listening to podcasts, hundreds of hours spent journaling and introspecting, and even a handful of psychedelic experiences that were extremely life-changing, I finally feel like I'm on the early steps to finding the path that is my life's work. I found a newfound drive and passion that I haven't felt in my life even when I was playing D1 football. I found my mission is to help as many young people as possible with personal development, self-improvement, creating their dream lives, realizing and reaching their potentials, and I think the creator economy is my vessel to do so. So the steps I've outlined in this video, which we'll go through, are what I've learned about how to find your life's work and the steps that I've taken to find mine. Here's the problem though. Most people never find their life's work. The concept of having a life's work seems unrealistic and abstract to most people. Work is usually associated with a burden, something you have to do so that you can enjoy life. The idea of work-life balance implies work and life to be separate things. But I believe real fulfillment comes from work-life integration. With integration, your work becomes an essential part of your life. It's something you would do regardless if you were paid to do it because you love to do it that much. Your work is not separate from you. It's an extension of you. Few people ever find work like this because they never look for it. They don't think it's possible. So here's why most people never find their life's work. 
The first reason is they never introspect. Most people never figure out who they are or what they want because they never take the time to look within. They blindly follow the preset path laid out for them by parents, peers, and society, and they never question if what they're doing is in alignment with who they are at their deepest core, their deepest being. These same people never find their life's work because they never stepped back, zoomed out, took a break, questioned reality, and looked within. Without reflection and introspection, you'll never get to know yourself and what you want to do with your life. And knowing yourself is the first and most important step in terms of uncovering your life's work. Another reason people never find their life's work is they never experiment. The thing about your life's work is you're not going to find it on your first attempt or even your 100th attempt. You also won't find it by sitting around thinking and philosophizing about what it should be. You can't theorize your way into your life's work. You must find it through experimentation, trying something new, hitting a wall, taking feedback, and then realigning and iterating. To find your life's work, you need to adopt the mindset that it will be a constant evolution and journey searching for it for years. It's not going to come to you in a day or maybe even a year, but that's why it's called your life's work. You have your entire life to figure it out. Another reason people don't find their life's work is they don't think they are capable of genius. Most people see the people ahead of them or the celebrities or the superstars or whoever, and they see them achieve these great things and they think that they could never do it themselves. But they're defeating themselves before they even give themselves a chance to get on that level because every human being is capable of that. The difference between those who find their life's work and those who never pursue it stems from that simple belief. You need to understand this. You are capable of something in this world that nobody else is. Every human being has this power because every human being is incredibly unique. Each person's life experiences, DNA, and personality traits are a completely unique phenomenon that have never existed in the entire history of the universe and will never exist again. Because of this, every human being can find work they are uniquely capable of doing and serve humanity in a way that only they can. You, watching this, have this power. You need to own it and believe it. So... Now let's get into the topic of uncovering your life's work. Most people think you find your life's work, and I've probably used that phrase throughout this video, but in reality, you don't find it, you uncover it. There's a distinction there. So here's how. Let's start with the question, what even is your life's work? There's a quote from Robert Greene from the book Mastery, which I highly recommend. He says, you want to see your work as something more inspiring, as part of your vocation. Your life's work is more of a vocation than work. A vocation is a calling. Your calling is the reason you were placed on this earth. Discovering your life's work is uncovering this reason. Your life's work is something you would do even if you weren't paid to do it. If there's something that already makes you feel this way, whether it's helping somebody out in the gym or it's helping a friend out with relationship problems, that's a sign to do more of that. Your life's work is in alignment with this energy. It's in alignment with your greater purpose. So you can ask yourself a couple questions. What's a cause that lights your soul on fire? 
what type of person can you uniquely serve based on your life experiences? What's a problem in the world that you want to solve and you feel extremely passionate about? Now, your purpose doesn't have to necessarily be sending humanity to Mars or ending world hunger, right? It could be helping people in your town that are less fortunate than you. It could be helping other young people suffering from mental health issues if you've suffered from that in the past. Or it could be providing the highest quality education in life for your kids, whether you have them now or you plan to in the future. The specifics of your purpose aren't so important. What is important is having a purpose. Without purpose, life becomes extremely meaningless and dull. The only way to escape the brutalities of life is by having a deeper sense of meaning to fall back on when you're tired, you're worn out, you're stressed, you're burnt out, and you want to give up. And there's a quote from Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, that really ties this together. He says, when a man can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. That's a very powerful quote. I definitely recommend checking that book out. It's phenomenal. The second step towards finding your life's work, we just talked about what is your life's work. The second step is discovering your zone of genius. Now, what is your zone of genius? Every human being has a zone of genius. It's an area of interest or natural talent that they are uniquely inclined towards. Your life's work is intimately connected to this zone of genius. Your zone of genius is the full expression of your human potential. And the key to uncovering your potential is looking within and reconnecting with this zone of genius. There's a quote, this is also from Mastery, but it's from the Greek poet Pindar from 500 BC. He says, become who you are by learning who you are. I, I love that quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. So based on this second point, discovering your zone of genius, how can we do it? First step returning to your childhood obsessions. Another quote from Robert Greene and Mastery. I'm clearly deep into this book. He says, the first step towards mastery is always inward, learning who you really are and reconnecting to that innate force. So whatever you did effortlessly as a kid hints at where your zone of genius or your potential lies. It's likely something you could do for hours on end without getting bored or losing energy. It's something that felt like play to you, but looked like work to others from the outside. Personally, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with building sports teams in video games like NCAA football, NBA, 2K, and Madden. And within that game, I was very obsessed with the game mode of playing franchises, building teams, finding players with the highest potential, and developing a team and actualizing those players' potentials. And... The crazy thing is now it's coming full circle and my role within the creator economy is helping other creators realize their potential and actualize that potential. So it's funny how things come full circle and it's likely you have some type of childhood obsession that can be transformed into meaningful work, especially within this new creator economy. And side note, if you'd want to work with me one-on-one -on -one to discover your potential, uncover your potential, and figure out how you can transfer that into the creator economy and make a profitable living working when you want, where you want, from where you want, with no boss, escaping the nine to five, etc. You can book a time to talk with me below. And I am in the early process of launching my first cohort where we will work together one on one. That will be launching Black Friday 
November 24th, 2023. So keep an eye out for that. Let's continue. The second step towards discovering your zone of genius is asking your mom or your childhood best friend. So sometimes remembering what we were obsessed with or naturally really good at as a kid is difficult because we have emotions and trauma and things tied in that prevent us from seeing ourselves from this objective, removed, detached point of view. But often the people who were closest to us at that time could see things in us that we could not see in ourselves. Your mom or childhood best friend probably knows what came easy to you as a kid. So actionable advice, send him a text, send your mom a text. Hey, what was I really good at as a kid that seemed to come naturally to me? Ask your childhood best friend, shoot him a text. They might provide you an insight that you didn't see in yourself. I personally have done this. I asked my mom and she said, you were always obsessed with helping your friends in sports and learning things really quickly. And now that's coming full circle. The third step towards discovering your zone of genius is noting common patterns and themes. So you might look back and say, my only childhood obsession was video games, let's say. That's fine. That's okay. What's important is looking for the deeper truth or the deeper pattern behind the activity. So for me, like I said earlier, the obsession was video games, but it was that specific mechanism within the game of actualizing players' potentials that gave me a clue towards what my life's work would be. So if you were obsessed with, let's say, Minecraft, maybe it's building that you're uniquely obsessed with. How can you bring that now into the real world? Or maybe you were obsessed with Call of Duty. What exactly about it were you so obsessed with? Was it the leveling up and prestiging? Was it living on the edge of fear and excitement? So how can you connect all these things? How can you connect those childhood dots into the present day? A pattern I've noticed in a lot of successful creators and entrepreneurs who I look up to is their obsession with video games they had as a kid and noting how those patterns carry over into their work and business now. So quick example, Dickie Bush said last week on Greg Lunt's podcast, he said, I use more frameworks and lessons and skills from hundreds of hours of playing RuneScape far, far more than I use my Ivy League computer science degree. So if that doesn't tell you anything about the nature of the education system, I don't know what does. But anyways, the point is, your life can become a video game. You are the main character. But to really feel and experience this, you might have to temporarily cut out the video games just because they're so stimulating and way too rewarding and way too easy compared to leveling up in real life. The fourth point in terms of finding your zone of genius is avoiding status, prestige, or security at all costs. So you won't find your zone of genius by following a traditional career path for money, prestige, or security. You can only find it by foraging your own path. If you're walking on a path where you could see the steps in front of you, you're walking on somebody else's path. And the only way to uncover your unique zone of genius is to carve your own, right? Or else you're copying or else you're not being authentic. So finding your zone of genius and finding your life's work often looks crazy at first and it'll likely hurt your status and it'll have people and peers and parents and society questioning your decisions this is why you need to build unwavering conviction and self-confidence when you are in the search for your life's work and rest assured 
if your parents and grandparents are confused and they can't explain what you're doing and they're concerned and they want you to get a normal job or whatever, it probably means you're actually on the right path because the world is changing so rapidly. So the next step, we just talked about how to find your zone of genius. Now we need to start experimenting in the real world. So all of this introspection can help clue you into the path you should go down, but you're never going to find your life's work purely through introspection because you do not find your life's work. You create it. So the first question to ask yourself is what can I help people with? The first step towards finding your life's work is identifying what you can help other people with. Are you naturally good with health and fitness? Start helping people with that. Are you naturally good at conversation and social relationships? Help people with that. Have you overcome mental health problems in your life? Help people with that. For me, I realized this performance angle and helping people realize their potential was my path because I looked at what everybody in my life was asking me for advice with. They were like, can you help me make systems? How do you think I should think about this decision? What do you think my path should be? And because they were asking me, I used that as data and I reflected on it and I realized, wow, that's exactly what I should be doing. So here's the thing. You can only find your life's work by helping people without needing or expecting anything in return, taking feedback from them, listening to the data and then iterating. Again, you can't theorize your way into your life's work. You discover it by testing reality. A good question that I just brought up is what do people ask you for help with? When I was lost on where I wanted to take this creator business, I read a quote from Derek Sivers that changed how I looked at everything. Don't start a business until people are asking you to. And then, like I just said, I realized people came to me and asked for advice on a few things. Productivity, performance, human potential, systems, vision, life decisions, etc. And so instead of sitting there and theorizing my way into what I should be doing, I looked at the data and I started building a business and building a coaching program around those unique interests. So ask yourself, what do your friends ask you for help with? Do they ask you for relationship advice? Do they ask you for health and fitness advice? Do they ask you for financial advice? Whatever it is, that's a clue towards where you should probably start heading. The next piece is noticing what gives you energy or takes it away. Now, this might get a little esoteric, but that's okay. Energy is the universe's way of giving you hints at where to put your focus. When something energizes you, take note. That's the universe's way of nudging you towards your purpose. When something takes away energy, also take note. That's the universe's way of nudging you away from where you aren't supposed to be. When you're living in alignment with your purpose, the universe will reward you with near infinite energy. Keep readjusting, keep iterating, keep realigning until each part of your day and your life feels like it's in complete alignment. This is a lifelong process. You're never going to fully get there, but you can slowly inch closer to getting there. The next piece is iterate, 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 iterate. Uncovering your life's work and becoming a master in your field is not only about grinding away for 10,000 hours. It's more so about 10,000 iterations. With each iteration and tweak, you inch closer to your life's work. You can become the best in the world at something. The, the key is continuing to iterate on what you do until this is true. And this is based on a quote from Naval. He says, become the best in the world at what you do keep redefining what you do until this is true. 
you can do something no other human being can. You just have to keep redefining who you are and what you do until you find it. To sum all this up, to bring it full circle, the creator economy is your vessel for finding your life's work. In the creator economy, your business is you. Your work becomes your life. Not in a unhealthy, unbalanced, workaholic way, although many people fall into this I can't think of a better way to find your life's work than building a personal brand within the creator economy, discovering your life's work, unlocking your purpose and serving humanity to the best of your potential. Personally, after being in the creator economy for only a year, I am inching closer and closer to my life's work and I can only imagine where I'll be and what work I'll be doing in 5, 10, 20, 50 years. The creator economy is not going away, it's the new economy. I think if you're in now, you have a huge head start. If you're not, at least think about it. To sum it all up, there's no better forcing function in the modern world for personal growth, cultivating a powerful network, and finding your life's work than the creator economy. If you're not in already, you're going to wish you have started now, 10 years from now. I can guarantee that. So you can find your life's work here. The creator economy is your vessel. And just to plug one more time and bring awareness, I will be launching a pre-sale for my first cohort on how to build your digital resume within the creator economy, uncover your life's work and thrive in the creator economy and escape the nine to five and work on what you love, where you love, where you want, etc. So with that, spots will be limited. So if you're interested in working together, there is a Google form in the description of this and you can stay alert for when the cohort drops on November 24th. So with that, thank you for watching and hope you have a good day.